Well, hello and welcome to another edition of Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham, where Team Needham discusses everything healthcare. I'm your host, Sean Needham, along with my producer, Lindsay, and we are streaming live from downtown Boise, Idaho. You guys know how much I love Boise, Idaho. And I want to welcome Dr. Ross Carter back on our show. We are going to be discussing continuous glucose monitoring. We've talked about glucose a lot on our podcast. Uh, we've talked about, uh, we have a challenge coming up in July. We're going to do, it's called uh, data-driven fasting where you check your glucose and um, it kind of triggers, it, you get your tri- what your trigger should be for eating, um, what your glucose should be before you should be eating. And um, it's a finger stick method, pretty easy. I'll be dem- demonstrating that here in a few weeks, how easy that is. But it's, you know, one of the limitations of a finger stick glucose is that it's a small snapshot in time. It only tells you what's going on with your glucose right then. So Dr. Ross Carter is going to talk to us about continuous glucose monitoring. There's been a lot of cool technologies come along in the last few years, um, and he's going to tell us about that. So Dr. Carter, welcome to our, back to our show. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so tell us um, continuous glucose monitoring. Tell us what that really is. Well... Continuous blue, glucose monitoring is, which, which is nice. Nice though, the what what you call it is is the definition. It continuously monitors your glucose level, <laughs> so that's easy to remember. Thank goodness. So really, really, it's just looking at your 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 sugar levels in your blood um, on a constant basis, where you can monitor it and see what happens to it throughout your day and throughout the night. So you can see what happens when you eat a food, whatever food, and see how your body responds to that food. Is it a food that uh, is doesn't you don't you don't have a high insulin response, or is it one that you do? Uh, or what happens when you go to sleep at night? Or is is there a sugar level change? Is it going up or down? Or or what's going on? So, in sugar levels, really affects a lot of different areas, whether it be weight loss and whether it be your mood. So there's a lot of different areas that these, this glucose levels uh, should be about uh, to be looked at to, to see how you're doing in each area, especially in weight loss, which is most common, but I, I use it a lot uh, with sleep problems. Um, one of the, the specialties I, I work with is, uh, uh, is sleep. And um, one of the areas that we look at is, is your sugar levels, especially when you sleep, because a lot of people, have no idea, have never monitored their sugar levels during their sleep. So it's a good idea to find out, hey, uh, is, is my sugar level dropping? Is it staying constant? Is it too high when I wake up? I mean, what's, what's going on with that? So that's, that's one of the primary areas that I, I use um, continuous glucose monitoring is, is for sleep problems. So tell us how a, high, uh, a low glucose or a high glucose could affect your sleep. Well, you one of the problems is a lot of people wake up at night and when that happens, what, what could happen is you could eat something at night. I, you know, it could be a, a high fat or high carb or high sugar, high calorie uh, food, too much of it. And then during the night, your, your body is metabolizing that. And then your sugar levels can start to drop to a hypoglycemic uh, level, usually around seven, uh, lower than 70 uh, milligrams per deciliter. And your body is going to have a response to that. It can, in a lot of people, it'll wake them up so that they, they move or they get up 
and it just maybe they'll feel hungry or whatever. But when your when your blood glucose falls too much, um, it can actually wake you up. And that's a that's a common uh, thing that I see is uh, their sugar levels are really uh, a problem. It's because they're eating the wrong foods at night when they especially go in the bed. Ideally, you know, uh, the best way to, to do it is is eat um, more than three hours before you go to bed. So if you go to bed at 10, stop eating at seven. It's a real easy, just cut off, no more eating and especially avoid any alcohol or sugars or carbs, especially those type of things. Uh, just keep those down on the low end um, at night. You want more um, like proteins and things like that, but just eat smaller meals at night. You want, right. You want something like protein or fat that's going to more stabilize your blood sugar, correct? Exactly. Exactly. You don't want, you so, don't want spikes in your, in your glucose. Right. So, you know, when we talk about blood glucose, we, we typically relate it to, to diabetics, but you're talking about using blood glucose monitoring for more than just diabetics, right? Well, I, I recommend everybody know what's going on with their, their blood sugar levels. Um, because it, you, many people have prediabetes. They could, they could be prediabetic and not know it. Uh, when you're, when you get, when you wait till you have a major problem, that's really more difficult to, to help. Why not know ahead of time? You're like, Hey, I have a tendency here to, to have blood sugar, uh, spikes when I eat this, this, this item or this thing that you like. And then you keep doing that. And eventually your body is going to, you're going to have a problem because of that. So my, <laughs> I, I, I like to say this a lot is that the, the cure to all health problems is never to have them in the first place. And so this is a perfect scenario where you're monitoring yourself of your normal body reactions to foods. And when, if you know up in advance, this is a problem for me and maybe I should change it before it becomes a pathology. Uh, you know, one of the things I talk about with uh, aging is that we, the way we age is through metabolism, um, causes all this damage, the damage accumulates, and then eventually the damage gets to a pathology. But we're, we can stay in damage stage and repair stage for a long period of time. And if we're, if we're repairing fast enough, then we don't get to the pathology stage. And this is similar to what we're talking about with your, your glucose levels. If you find out there's a problem, eat, let's say you eat some, you know, cake, <laughs> all right? Yeah, you right? go and have a cake at night and you see how it spikes out your blood sugar. And, and that's okay because your body is, is like, okay, it's all right. You know, I'll, I'll let that happen, but it doesn't cause a pathology. But if you're eating cake all the time, your body is going to start to have a, a develop an issue because of that. So I, for me, when I, when I would do them for myself, uh, my sugar levels, you don't, you don't want to spike more than, uh, I think 30, 30 to 40. If it's over 40, then that's a, that's a big spike. And there, that's, that's something you should uh, address. Uh, but I noticed that, um, I, I'll have like a snack or something and, and everything was fine. I, I'm a very healthy eater, but I thought that I could have almond milk because I don't drink regular milk. Almond milk with some, I don't know, Cheerios, I think. I had it just as a snack. And man, that's the, the spike of, of eating just a little bit of cereal with almond milk, which is low glycemic. Um, it, it just spiked way high. So for me, I, I wouldn't have known that. 
had I not had a monitor on, I would have thought I'm, I'm doing something healthy and this doesn't cause me problems. But then I realized, oh, wait a second. What I'm doing here is not, not healthy. This is not good for me. So I have to stop doing that. So that's exactly what I did. So I, I replaced that with other snacks or different things that, that didn't cause that. And I'm like, okay, so I can, I can do this instead. But I wouldn't have known that because it's, it's, it wasn't unhealthy, really. It was just, uh, just my body's response was uh, unhealthy response, I guess you could say. And everybody has their own responses. I mean, some people respond uh, completely different to, to situations. So that's why it's really good to see what your, your response is, what's happening with you when you eat foods. And because it's going to be different for everybody. So if you have a monitor, at least you know. Right. And I know um, I've been doing just a standard finger prick a blood glucose test for the last couple months now. Mm-hmm. And I am surprised about what some things um, do spike it. And specifically, you know, I was checking before I eat, after I eat, you know, on awakening, all that. And, um, you know, coffee with creamer. We're talking about half and half creamer. I mean, oh, it wow. spiked my glucose. And people wouldn't think that it would. I mean, you know, right? No. It's and especially when you talk to the keto people. Um, <laughs> now, now my body is just maybe a little bit different, but it's important to know. That's why this is so individualized. It's important yeah. to know what your body does. Now, it wasn't spiking anything more than forty points, but I thought that I thought it was going to barely raise it. I mean, you know, we're right. talking, you know, a tablespoonful of creamer, and um, you know, I didn't do it a whole bunch of times. So I, 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 you know, I don't have data to back it up, but that's where continuous glucose monitoring will, will be nice because yeah. I'll try to stay consistent with my diet and just see what happens um, during change the creamer that- out and see if if it, if you you try something else that gives you right. that creamy taste that doesn't cause your 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 blood gr- uh, glucose to change. And that's what's cool about you know the technology we have now that's fairly inexpensive, whether it be blood glucose monitoring with the finger sticks or whether it be continuous glucose monitoring, which we'll get into some of the details of the equipment and the pricing, but you know, it's fairly affordable and it's really cheap preventative medicine, you know, even if we're not diabetics, I mean, you know, so I'm glad I, I'm glad I did it. And it also makes you realize, um, how, how resilient your body is and how much Mm -hmm. reserves you have. I mean, You know, especially when I'm training hard and I'm eating a lot of carbs because I I am a you know a mountain bike racer, so I'm an endurance athlete. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes more than 24 hours to deplete my glycogen and get my glucoses down. Um, I'm taking this week off, and I notice my glucoses are finally coming down um, because I'm eating a lot less and I'm training a lot less. So, and let's speak of training. So. Exercise. What's exercise going to do with your glucose? And I know that's a pretty general term, but tell us what's exercise going to do to your glucose. People might be surprised. I know I was surprised. I've been checking it before and after exercise. You know, uh, that was uh, actually surprising for me because of how it didn't really change my glucose levels, which I thought was really weird. I thought my sugars would change while I would do, uh, let's say, a five mile run. You know, I, that's what I normally do every morning. So, Every time I would check my uh, sugar levels, it really did not, it, it didn't have much of a, a change. But I think that's because I'm, 
you know, a relatively healthy person, but that, that may not apply to everybody. Some people's sugars can change dramatically, but for me, fortunately, mine stayed pretty level and I, and I don't crash, but I also be, I'm very careful in what kind of carbs or anything that I take, um, uh, in the mornings before I go run. So I've noticed that like, if I have something, um, like say some fruit or something before I run, uh, I have a harder time, uh, initially when I first start getting my breath, but if I do it more in a ketotic state, you know, I, I, I tend to, 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 it's easier for me for some reason, even though I'm hungry, um, but I'm still able to run better and longer, uh, in more of, of a ketosis state than I, than I do in a, a, a high carb state, but that's just the way I, I run now. Right. My friends Everybody's are completely different. different. Right. And, and I think that's, what's so important about this data is, um, you know, my, my nephew is a type one diabetic and he was a very competitive wrestler in high school mm -hmm. and he would check his glucoses 50 times a day when he was, you know, training hard and wrestling, he would check it before and he would check it after the match and all that. And my brother, um, really helped him dial his glucose in and Dr. Ross in a lot of ways, his type one diabetes kind of gave him an advantage because most people didn't know what their glucose was before or after the match. So they didn't know what to eat and when to eat and how much to eat. They really didn't know whereas he knew what made him perform well. And I right. think that's one of the things that we can take from this data. If you get enough data of yourself is like, what did happen during your run? You did a fasted run better. A fasted run is better than eating fruit beforehand. Now, if that run was, 15 miles instead of five miles, it might yeah. be different, you know? Um, you know, I think, and I know with my exercise, I'm surprised it doesn't change a lot, but it really depends on intensity also. And yeah. it depends on duration. I will tell you, I had a bike ride a few months ago. That was a five and five hour and 15 minute bike ride at moderate intensity. So zone three heart rate average. And by the end of the ride, I, the only thing I had to fuel left, I didn't have any plain water. All I had was my sugary drink. That's all I had. And that yeah. was my part of my fuel for, for the entire five hours. And I was not feeling really good the last hour. I mean, I was about ready to vomit. I wanted plain water, but I didn't have plain water. But, I, you know, I knew I wasn't, you know, my, my life was not in danger at all. Anyway, after the ride, my blood glucose was 145. Wow. It's the highest, yeah, it's the highest my blood glucose has ever been. I like this data because now I know that I probably overfueled. I had too much carbs. Um, yeah, and, it's weird, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I know. And I was burning, you know, I'm burning probably 750 calories an hour, and I was only yeah. eating, I was only intaking probably about 300. And, um, but, you know, you got like glycogen stores, you got fat stores, your body is very resilient at getting glucose needed gluconeogenesis yeah but here's what's really interesting i didn't feel like eating afterwards because i was nauseated my blood glucose were so high so i waited two hours i just I, I i couldn't eat i couldn't eat solid food i couldn't even drink any calories i did take in some electrolytes right my glucose two hours later 77 wow it's actually Drop the lowest right it's actually the lowest glucose i've ever had since i've been checking it now, here's what I find interesting about that is that usually my body, when I'm training, it tries to keep my glucoses up 
and that's why they don't spike or they don't come down really low during during the actual training ride because it's trying to make glucose because I'm going to burn it. Two hours later when I wasn't burning anymore and I wasn't eating, my glucose crashes. And I can tell you this. I do know this, that if my glucose would have crashed like that during that race, yeah. I would have bonked and, I, and oh. I might not have been able to finish. So that's one thing I'm really interested in is what is my glucose doing, doing during a five-hour ride? I would yeah, love to know. Good. Yeah. How do we fuel that ride? Am I fueling too much? Do I need more? How do I feel? Um, and you know, you have to do a few of them to find out what works the best and, and how your blood sugars respond. But do you have any comments well, about can, that on exercise? Well, yeah. I mean, what you were saying though, you, you did it with the finger prick thing. Correct. Before the, and after the, that's all I knew. Right. I so that, yeah. That's, that's difficult. But if you could do it while you're, you're, you're going through your ride, you know, you're, you got your, so here's how it works because a lot of people might not know how one of these at least the one that I, uh, that I use works. So it's a device that goes on the back of your arm, right? It's, it's just uh, stuck in. It doesn't hurt, which is I thought would, it would hurt, but it doesn't hurt. You put it in the back of your arm. It just stays there. You cover it with like a big bandage. There's like a bandage that keeps it, the water from getting in and you know, things like that. And it just stays there for two weeks. Now you'll have an app, uh, a little app on your phone. And all you have to do is turn on the app and then you just touch or get it close and just it'll, it'll go beep. And then at that moment, it will show you from the previous period of time to that point. It'll show you the whole graph, not just one point. And, and you can put a little you can type in a little uh, a dot. Uh, uh, you can put a little label there and say, OK, um, feeling tired or something or you ate something, whatever it is that is happening when you do the scan or nothing, you don't have to, but you could put a tag there. So if you're on your bike ride and you're in an hour, you could just tap and go, you know, one hour in, or let's say you're crashing, you're like, you know, tap and say, I'm dying now. And then you could actually use that information on a, an instant basis. You don't have to stop and finger prick. You just literally would take your phone, tap it, and you're, then you'll, you'll know where you are in your sugar levels. And so that's a, a great way to do that is to always have that available. And it's simply uh, something simple to, to have access to. Now, um, if you don't mind, let's talk about brand names. Are you talking about the yeah. freestyle one? Now, I use one that's called NutriSense. It's N-U-T-R-I. S E N S E NutriSense. That's the one I like uh, because they've got like a, a two week trial. You call it, they call it a two week trial, uh, assuming that they want you to stay. They do want you to stay on for like a long time. But I, for me, it was just to get the data of my normal life. Um, and so I tried it for two weeks and that was the one that I, I preferred. Yep. That's it. And you see that little bandaid she's got on the back of her arm little black thing that's that's it huh that well that's just the that's just the covering it's like a, it's just a regular circular mm -hmm. band-aid the actual disc is a little is a little tiny white disc it's really small and you do it and what's great about this is first of all you don't have to go see a doctor to get this you can order this online they'll send it to you and it looks like a little circular stamper right and it, it gives you really clear instructions you take two pieces of plastic you click them together and then it's ready and then you just put it on the back of your arm and you just 
like that, you, you don't feel any pain, which, you know, because the, if you look inside, there's a like a little needle like thing in there because it has to pierce the skin. But you really don't feel it. You do it real quick and bam, it's on. And you're just like, wow, that was easy. You put the band. It doesn't bleed. You put the bandage on. You keep that there and uh, keep it, you know, semi dry. And then you're ready to go for two weeks. So that's how I did it. I did it a couple times just to, to really look at the data. And I, I was really happy with the, with the results. And the, the cost was, I mean, you, I think you can get it. It's like 175 or so. And there's discount coupons online. So you can probably, I think you can get it for 150 is what, what I, I wound up paying. So and that's for a two-week trial, basically. What's that? That's for a two-week trial, basically. Right, which was what all I needed for yeah. is, is I just wanted to do it for two weeks. I did it twice though, so <laughs> so now, uh, you know, really. Now, one of the disadvantages I heard about this one, and and there's a few of them. That's why we're talking about this. Is you have to take your phone and touch it or or scan it right over that to actually read. I know there is one out there where it sends data to your phone automatically without touching it. Because I can tell you. You know, what happens if a patient's not really compliant? Um, I can tell you in a five-hour bike ride, when I'm really concentrating on, on biking, I it would be very difficult for me to, you know, actually touch the phone to that while I'm riding without stopping if I don't want to stop, right? Sure. So do you know of other brands where you don't have to, don't have to do that? Well, no, I, I've never used another one that, that doesn't have it exactly like that. You know, most most people, when they're doing it just because for – regular food it that's not a too much of a right. a, a chore uh so you know and i don't have another one that i utilize that uh that has the ability to do it without getting the it, you don't have to touch it but it has to just be in the vicinity of the device right um and so i i, I don't know of another one that that would be um that would work that way but i'm I sure see. there are yeah, yeah, I, I can't remember the name. I know, I know the freestyle one is the one that is a lot like the NutriSense that you're talking about. It, uh, you have to, you know, wave your phone over the over the device to actually get the data. And um, we're looking, we're checking out to see if we can find out what the other, um, well, the name of the other know, brand is. It's got a little Bluetooth sensor thing in it, right, and a battery. So if it's projecting the information to the phone and it's a distance that means that that bluetooth signal that's in your arm is going to be really strong i wouldn't i wouldn't want to get the you know the bluetooth you know encompassing my body too much so i i, I prefer it being just a little signal not like a giant one yeah and i i i totally agree i think we found it what Lindsay? what'd you find out dexcom, dexcom. that's what it is right there dr carter the Dexcom okay. is the one that it, it, you know, and I don't know the details of it, but it, you don't have to touch your phone or sway your, or swing your phone near the device. It automatically sends data to your phone automatically. And I think, I don't know if it's, if, if it's uh, programmable about if you can do it, you know, set, set it to send glucose every 15 minutes or, or what, but yeah, um, we can definitely get a lot more, some more information on that. But I know, so there's at but least three on the market. Go ahead. Yeah, it, I, I see a subscription that's two three hundred dollars a month, so it's it's rather costly, right? And um, I don't know if they have a plan kind of like they do with um, 
with the NutriSense that you can just do it for two weeks. I'm not, I'm not sure about that. But that's yeah, kind of why we have this know. discussion. It says, it says here that you can do, you'll get four sensors. So it, they only last a week. Uh, so there, there are four sensors that come with it and it's a three, you know, it's 300 bucks for a month. So it doesn't seem to show that you have, um, uh, uh, some short term. So, I mean, it just depends on how long you want to wear it. It, There, I'm sure they're all have this, they're all doing the same kind of thing here. Exactly. Right. Absolutely. And that's why we're talking about it just to get the advantages and disadvantages of each. Um, right. You know, mainly I think what's important is, you know, to, to, to do something and get started, you know, trying it at Absolutely. least. And I, you know, and I know there's some debate out there about, is it overkill? Well, I, I mean, is it overkill to think about our health? Uh, I suppose it's, I mean, it's why would that be overkill? exactly. That's how I look at it. I, I, mean, would, I would never, right. never, that would not ever cross my mind of having a monitor just for a period of time to see how sh- your sugar levels are when you eat is overkill of anything. You know? Yeah. And I will tell you this, I think, um, from, you know, me over the last couple of months, you know, doing the finger stick checks, you know, I probably spent over $150 checking my glucose. Um, because if you're, especially when you first start doing it, when you want to see what happens when that coffee with creamer, you want to see what happens before you want to see what happens after you want to see what happens a half hour after an hour after two hours after, right? Yep. I mean, so those strips can start adding up, although they're very, very affordable, when you think about it, relatively speaking, over the long-term um, health you consequences. You do that while you're biking, though. I'll tell you that. <laughs> no. <laughs> I would fly all <laughs> No, I would not want to do that while I'm biking. That's for sure. And that's why I'm really curious about this because yeah. I want to know what – you know what it's going to be when during during a bike ride and i and i haven't really right. seen that yet and um you know how does fueling affect it how does intensity of the bike ride affect it um i well, think here's you, the thing you can it, really change it, your performance it'll give you the graph over time if even if you don't click on it during your your event it'll show you your graph over time and if you know what time you you're you're wanting to look at something you can look at it on the graph so you don't actually have to touch it then i see what you're oh, okay so so help me out. It's this NutriSense one is continuously <laughs> monitoring your glucose. Why would you? So why do you? What data points that you? How often will it plot out on the graph what your glucose is? I mean, whenever it's not you, every second. Whenever you activate it, every time you activate it, it'll give you a, the next uh, scan. But which it'll means give you, you have to touch it to your arm, touch it to the device. That's when you activate it. That's how you activate it. Correct. Right. It'll start at that moment and it'll continue to record data. Then you, uh, you'll touch it again, and from the moment you touched it from the first time to the, to the next time, it'll show you the whole graph throughout the period of time. Okay. Well, thank you for clearing that up. I thought it was giving you spot checks um, when you touched it. Every time, that would check your glucose. No, every no, time no. You touched it gives it. you no. continuous. So okay. it'll show you the app for an hour what's, what's happened. Okay. So perfect. So – when you mean continuous, so, I mean, obviously there's some kind of timing. It's not every second. It's not every five seconds probably. Is it every 10 minutes? Is it every five minutes? What is that graph over yeah, that I hour? don't know. It's pretty uh, frequent. I would say maybe every minute or two. I mean, oh, okay. it seems pretty frequent. Right. So definitely enough to see what's going on after you eat. Uh, I mean, immediately yeah. after you eat everything. Okay. So yep. – that actually is the best of both worlds then because I, from mm-hmm. what I understand, the freestyle one, it only will check your glucose when you wave your phone over it. Oh, and so that's, that's like a finger stick. 
Kind of, except it's easier because you've already got stuck. So you just take your phone and wave oh, over. Oh, no, it. no. Yeah. This, is, this will okay. give you the whole period of time. It'll well, show you a whole graph from so – Right. Yeah. It starts and stops when you put your phone over the device. Well, it doesn't basically. stop. It starts when you put it over, and then it'll give you an update at that moment. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, it'll send a graph to your phone or whatever. But it's continuously mm -hmm. monitoring every five minutes or whatever you're saying all the yeah. time for the two weeks. Right. That's why it's great at night when you sleep because you can look at, hey, what happened at two in the morning? Oh, look, I have a drop in sugar there. What, what it, did I do something? Did I get up and eat something? What happened? Well, it looks like you've already done all the homework and that's why you recommend it to your patients. It sounds like the NutriSense is the way to go. Yeah, sure. it, it, it's the best one that I found. The, the, right. I mean, I for what we're talking about, um, you know, where you only need it for two weeks and you're just kind of seeing um, what, how your glucose respond you know, for, um, you know, for, uh, average everyday individual. Um, well, if, let's mean, say you want to lose weight. I mean, there's a lot of people right now that want to lose weight. This is a great way to help monitor your sugar levels when you're trying to lose weight. If your sugar is high, you shouldn't, you might think you're hungry, but you shouldn't be hungry in theory because you have not only that on your body has, is the food good for you? <laughs> well, yeah, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Correct. We, so we think what, maybe it was it wasn't as healthy as we thought we thought it was. What are we missing out on on, on, what, on continuous glucose monitoring? What else should our listeners and viewers know? I mean, I think we covered it pretty well. It's just really, you know, especially it affects so many things. Your your sugar levels affect your 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 hunger levels. It affects you know your weight. Um, it, it it can affect your sleep. I mean, the, your your sugar levels are really important. Uh, information to know that most people never even uh, think about addressing. And this is a monitor that can just show you, give you the whole picture of what's going on with what you're eating and what, how your, your body is uh, affected because it affects your mood. It affects everything. So it's a, it's just an easy way to really give yourself something to monitor how your health is doing. Awesome. Awesome. Well, you've definitely achieved our goal today of educating and empowering our listeners and viewers to take charge of their own health. I mean, this is just yet another tool in their toolbox. So I appreciate you doing that, Dr. Carter. You're so welcome. And um, I want to ask you, like we had in, when you were on our show last time, tell, tell our listeners and viewers what you have a passion for. What I have a passion for. Well, um, I just, oh, you know what? I have it right here. My passion is this, my book. I just, uh, there, can you see it? It's I all can. Yeah. Yeah. There it is. So, so this is what I'm, I just, uh, I'm actually updating it, but I'm releasing and I'm excited about, you know, it's called rethink aging and it talks about aging and because most people have no idea what aging is. We, we say the word a lot, you know, we're aging, but what does that really mean? And why do we age and what, what's the science behind it? So that's what I cover in the book. And if you know what causes aging and us to develop disease processes because of aging, then there are ways to slow, pause, or even reverse some of those things so that we can stay healthy longer. You know, my goal is not to live to be, you know, a 90-year-old man disabled, you know, with a wheelchair. That's not where I want to be. I want to be where I'm at now at the same, at 90 years old.
You know, I want to be mobile. I want to be coherent. I want to be healthy because no one wants to live in a nursing. I don't think uh, in a nursing home as they get older, you know, they want to be able to take care of themselves and enjoy the life that they, they have. And usually when we're older, older, we, we tend to have a little bit more money to be able to do that. But if we're stuck because we physically are disabled, we have disease processes, we're in pain, you know, it, joy, the joy of life is sucked out. So my, my idea and my purpose is really to help people understand the processes of what's going on in our bodies and why it is and how to, to slow that process. And of course, you know, we didn't discuss it, but we discussed how important glucose is. But, you know, glucose is inflammatory. High yes. glucose, let's say this. I mean, you know, we, we would die yeah. without glucose. Um, but high glucose is inflammatory to our bodies. And that's one of the reasons that diabetics, you know, that have out of control glucoses don't live as long. And, and they don't, they aren't as healthy because it can cause inflammation. Now, from what I understand, it's not necessarily the glucose that causes inflammation. It's, you know, hyperinsulinemia. Um, you know, it's a high insulin that really can really, really cause the problems long term. So, um, you know, obviously a stable glucose can help keep the insulin stable. So, right. so Dr. Carter, if people want to get a hold of you, what's the easiest way to get a hold of you? They have questions. Sure. They can just uh, go to my website, which is just my name, drrosscarter.com. So it's drrosscarter.com. And uh, yeah. And you can get in touch with me there or there, my phone number is 561-962-1231. Or you can email me at Dr. Ross Carter at regenerativewarrior.com, as you can see, hopefully on the screen. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So we need to have you back on and just talk about sleep. We could, I think we could discuss. Oh man, that's a big hygiene. one. <laughs> yeah. Right. And talk we about. We haven't done that. We didn't no, do that No, we haven't. Time. We oh, haven't. That, and are you, that's, I, I have 10. 10 step, uh, 10, I, I listen to this. I'll give you a little, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, preview. Sure. I used to be addicted to sleep medication for years. Yeah. For years. I had to learn. I learned from about 50 experts around the world because of, of my, my show, I got the chance to talk to experts around the world and learn the secrets to restoring my sleep because in any medical training I had, it never talked about how to fix that problem. And what's so weird to me is, is that we, we are born and tend to know how to sleep great. And then as we get older, we tend to lose that. It's a weird thing. But sleep uh, is good, something that right? can be – yeah, isn't it weird? Good and point. Sleep, I mean, yeah, we have, don't have any problems when we're kids or babies sleeping. That's interesting. I'll give you a, a fun, <laughs> something funny you can look up as well. Did you know that every year that we, we, have, we conduct a sleep study in the United States – did you know that? I, I, okay, explain. Every single year, there's a sleep study. What it is, it's called daylight savings time. And oh. we lose and gain <laughs> hours of sleep, right? Or gain hours. So what they found was, here's what the study shows. When we lose an hour of sleep, the next Monday, that Monday, the day after, there's a 24% increase in hospitalizations from heart attack. Wow. Right. So they thought, well, is it coincidence or let's look at the when we gain an hour of sleep. And so what they did was they looked at the, the hospital data and you can look this up. This is not me making it up. Twenty one percent decrease in hospitalizations from heart attack when we gain an hour of sleep. So what does that say? 
if you don't sleep, it could kill you. So you need I, to learn absolutely. how to. Yep. And you know, is, if, yep. Go ahead. So, so one of the one of the steps I talk about with on sleep is sugar levels, and that's why you know this is why I use these uh, the, the, the continuous glucose monitoring because sugar levels are really important and vital to know uh, when you when you're sleeping. Or and it could uh, and there could be other problems, but there are there are ten things. That, uh, I made it really simple. Ten things that can take you from not sleeping well to sleeping like a champ, like I do now. But I don't, was don't uh, tell us. Let's say, let's say it for the show. I'm not gonna tell. I was an insomniac <laughs> for years. So if I learned how to do it and I could fix my own drug problem that I had and get off these addictive medications, which a lot of people are taking like yep. candy, uh, I, then I can show you how to do it too. Awesome. Awesome. Well, yeah, let's not give that one away. Uh, stay tuned for that. Um, moral of the story, get more sleep. Literally, what Dr. Carter just said, we will die without sleep. We've said it before on this podcast. We'll die without sleep before we'll die without food. That's Period. true. You're I mean, right. I, that is just true. So stay tuned for that. I, I'm excited to have you on about, about sleep hygiene. That's awesome. Sure. So Dr. Carter, as always, thank you. We look forward to having you on again. Uh, you've been listening to Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham. Tune in Monday, 1230 to 1.30. Producer, who do we have on? Remind me. Yeah, we have Dr. Mary Tolly Bowen on. She is the owner of a cash-only surgery center. We've talked about cash options many times when it comes to healthcare, how you can save money. We've used the Surgery Center of Oklahoma as examples many, many times. And we are going to talk to her, and she's going to tell us – and and – just uh, speaking of sleep, she she is an ENT doctor, an ear, nose, throat doctor. She specializes in surgery at ear, nose, throat, and she also does sleep medicine. So speaking of sleep, we'll be talking a little bit about that too with her. So tune in Monday, 1230 to 1, Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you, Dr. Carter. You're welcome. Thank you. 